This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And with me today is a man frequently compared to Malcolm McDowell in terms of his charming, good, boyish looks. We have Hans with us tonight. My blonde curlies are very, very much like this. this you uh, look just like Alex DeLarge. Yeah. But when you this, were 300 uh, pounds and always wearing the <laughs> yeah. Hornet sweater. Yes, this is Lemon Party the movie, which is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are young men. These are young, sturdy men. Caligula himself, and we are talking about Caligula tonight, directed by who knows who. Some people say it was Tinto Brass, and that's correct. Some people say it was Bob Guccione himself and some other guy. There's no credited director on this film. There's a principal photography by Tinto Brass. Additional Tinto shooting. Brass, though, right? It's, it's Tinto Brass. Very much, yeah. Very it's, much his. If you've seen any of his movies, it's like, yeah, that's all the close-ups to generals and close-ups to H-word things. It's like, yeah, this is that's that's the Italian man. No, 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 no. That was Guccione. Guccione ran Penthouse. And oh, okay. Tinto Brass was, I think, a legit enough director at the time. But this was really his only hit. You know, this is what he became known for. So he, even though he had this love-hate relationship with it, he tried to repeat it. And he went back to the well and did these, like, more and more explicit films. So he became right. that guy. But at the time, I don't know if that was really what his reputation was. I mean, it would have made sense for what they're trying to get with this movie. But at the same time, if you don't have a... And we can easily just look this up. But if you don't have a legit director, how do you get Peter O'Toole in this film? Right. Lawrence of Arabia. Like, how does Peter O'Toole wind up in the swim pool orgy full of nude people? He's got <laughs> syphilis and gr just yeah. gross skin. Um, this movie is very interesting. This movie's insane. This movie's crazy. And uh, I'm really glad I discovered it because there's not really any other movie that I think goes for what Caligula goes for and manages to accomplish it, regardless of whatever the quality of the story is. Yeah, This movie coming out in the late 70s with the cast that it has is nuts, in my opinion. Were you Have you seen this before? Were you familiar with Caligula? I uh, have heard about it. Uh, all the outrage that was... How this is kind of like a just like a porno movie, mm -hmm. <laughs> just like a porno movie with very little story, which is not that far from what it, what it is. But uh, I've ne never seen it until a couple of days ago when I decided to watch the two hour thirty six minute cut of it, and um, it's a lot of penises. There's a lot, a lot of, of dicks. There's a lot of blowing. <laughs> a lot of got. Yeah. Listen, you can say whatever you want about Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner, misogynist. Hugh Hefner, misogynist. Uh, Bob Guccione does not hesitate to show you one man sucking off another man, and that's the man who ran Penthouse for several years. Ruined, I think it was Vanessa Williams' career because she was the first black Miss Earth or Miss Universe or Miss World, and then he did a spread with her nude. And she um, spread it. Yeah. And she spread. <laughs> I, I don't agree that there's no story here. There's definitely a story here. Here's, here's the thing. When I put on Caligula, I got a videotape of it. I got the 10th anniversary penthouse videotape of it. It was it's like four tapes. It, <laughs> it's like no. the Titanic thing. You know, I it, it arrived and the box was yellow and it shouldn't have been yellow. It should have been blue. It's a nice prestigious blue on the eBay order. 
And there was a dead bed bug in the videotape. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. And I showed that to the group chat with you and Jerry and Jake Miller. And Jerry had the, uh, the, the great line that I wish I could have posted, but it's so, it would be very gross to put out a bed bug photo. Rega mm -hmm. Even though I received it, I received the bed bug in a, in a package I ordered. You don't want people associating you and your home with bed bugs. You don't want to be bed bug guy, dirty guy. No, that's, mm, mm. Jerry had the great line, wow. You usually have to pay $3,000 a month in New York for one of those. So uh, I... Great dad zinger. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was funny. Which I guess um, is what he is. Yeah, <laughs> he is. A, he's a literal father. We call him Father Jerry. Um, so should I should I show the picture? I just found it. Yeah, go ahead. Fuck it. Why not? Okay. Let's take a look at this for the Patreon.com/slash Lores five dollar customer. This is what they're paying for. Is uh, that? <laughs> and I, I'll tell you what. I paid something like twenty one bucks. For this videotape here and that's what they sent me that's what they sent me yeah it's a little extra meat just in case there's not enough meat on the movie here's a little extra for you well i threw that tape oh, in the wow. garbage and i got myself a new one i also have it's not within reaching distance unfortunately i got the arrow video blu-ray of it which is region free so i watched it in uh in both both ways oh they're not in caligula oh my bad <laughs> did you bookmark that you just have that on the ready you know somebody <laughs> no, no. no that's I, I gotta i gotta tell you about what has happened with that fellow because of jake miller and what he's planning after this show we can't talk about that on the show okay. unfortunately because it won't matter to is anybody is this gonna be a patron exclusive i guess so because the patrons are gonna know who we're talking about because they have photo and they don't even really probably know who i mean it's it's been too many years. No, nobody was no really knows. tuning into the channel yeah. back then. I, who I think may maybe now at this point. So, we're talking about Caligula tonight. Caligula has quite the yes. reputation among film snobs, and it's, but it's kind of one of these movies I think that has gotten lost in the 20th century. I was talking about how Gandhi was considered one of the great films at one point in time, and I think it won maybe at the time a record number of Oscars. But it's not something that's discussed anymore. MASH, the TV show, was considered the mm. best television show in the history of that medium. And that's not really discussed anymore because people are hung up on, well, you either got to say Breaking Bad, you got to say The Wire, you got to say what, The Sopranos, Mad Men. Those are like the big four in conversation. Nobody ever says Taxi. Nobody ever says even all in the family anymore. And I think that's a perfectly valid answer. Right. People are, are very Sounds hung up on son. Nobody thought that. Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. The, I don't, well, that's a good Partridge one, family. Uh, also, can we just mention how Ben Kingsley, even though he's a brown man, I'm assuming wore blackface. To yeah, he did. He I absolutely so did. Dark. He's, he's, he's so a quarter dark Indian. Indian. And he's gotten away with this for, so, you know, I've been thinking about this lately. How many actors have just been coasting undiscovered and undiscussed who have played Hispanic people in movies like Giancarlo yeah. Esposito on Breaking Bad, not Hispanic, sounds Hispanic. He's Italian. Uh, the guy who plays Uncle Ding Ding, Hector, is just a Jewish man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, he wasn't even that dark, though. Why did it make him so dark in the movie? 
Uh, because to really sell it, he well, starts not, out that's like, him. "Ooh, that's <laughs> that's not him." <laughs> I watched Gandhi. Yeah, he starts out as a very light English-looking man and gradually becomes darker as the film goes on. I said it on he's... Twitter, but it's like when they introduce Daredevil and he's in his black suit, and you have to earn the red suit by sticking in there for three seasons. That's what they did with Gandhi. What is happening here? I don't know. He seems like a sick fuck, this guy. I don't know. What's with all his faces? What's with He's all these chill Joe Biden-like pictures? <laughs> Why is he this. looking so aggressive holding that child? Gandhi's scary, huh? Look at a tit. Gross. Gandhi was gross. So what's, what's the movie about? I don't understand. He's just a monk that doesn't want to commit violence. Is that for three hours? Is that the movie? I've never seen it. It, well, you don't know anything about Gandhi. It's just about the life of Gandhi. No, it's I know as his... much about Gandhi as, as much as I know about like Mother Teresa, where it's like, oh, this is someone. <laughs> that's it. That's that, that's it. That's, that's an important it. person, yeah. just like that pope who got shot. But again, these are all things that, in the 20th century, big landmarks Matters. discussed, yeah. not discussed now. It's the same 14 things, and they're all from the late 90s to now. Caligula was an infamous film. Nowadays, people wouldn't bat an eye at this thing. If you did Caligula in 2023, it would just look like any other movie. But at the time, it's just I'm so perpetually wowed by everything that they got away with in this movie at the time and to put it in theaters and have it come yeah. out. And the backlash to it was so organic because there's plenty of controversial. They almost had like a checklist of like, Here's what would cause a stir. Here's what might upset some people. And they had fun with it, too. Like Malcolm McDowell going to bed with his horse, implying he fucks his horse. Yeah. And the bed's just laying, the, the horse is just laying in bed with him. <laughs> the horse is cuddling after coitus. <laughs> it's just covered by a blanket, too. Just like I'm just spooning my horse. Yeah, they should put a cigarette in you his know, mouth, like... too. It's is that where they got the idea from that that Sopranos scene? Wait, no, The Godfather. Sopranos, the Godfather. The Godfather with the head. Yeah, the head Godfather scene, predates right? Caligula. Just... Oh, yeah. so instead of getting a horse's head on your bed, you got head by from a horse, and then he lays next to you. Is that? That's a well-told like that? joke, Hans. Huh? It's good. Good word. Play. Yeah. I'm trying off the top of my head. I'm trying. I'm improvising here. Uh, you have, you have, uh, so, all right, first of all, the gay stuff in this movie alone would, would have been enough to like end yeah. any other. If John Travolta did this movie, he would never have shown his face in Hollywood again. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell's straight up kissing dudes, grabbing them by the hips and kissing them. What? What? Excuse me? He's... I just saw him I mean, in Clockwork is Orange. fine. I just saw him fist a man in this well, movie. Well, yeah, all right. Too. So that's, that's that's a not... thing too. But hold on, that's all simulated <laughs> as far as we're aware. Right. But his lips are actually touching Thankfully. the lips of men. Fuck. Now, so uh, Caligula yeah. has this little—he's got it out for this guy for some reason. He just doesn't like him, mm -hmm. and he doesn't have a real reason to not like him. Uh, and on his wedding day, he says, "Oh, so your wife's a virgin? Well, I, I guess I'll do you a favor and deflower her." And then he does that, and he goes, oh, so are you a virgin, too? Because, you know, it's Rome. They didn't have those kinds of hang-ups. 
they just kept women Italians and, and very yeah, you know. uh, hairless boys around and it was the same thing he said oh so are you a virgin he's like no and then he I guess he fingers his asshole and says actually you're a virgin get on the table and then he just puts his fist in Crisco or something and yeah, <laughs> yeah large fists and just, shoves no, his it's like it's yeah. it's straight it's not an uppercut it's like a you're right. Well, yeah, like it would make sense if right it's an uppercut. You like break yeah. his spine or something if you <laughs> did that. Uh, he does that, yeah. and then he's like, "Ew!" He's like grossed out yeah. by himself. And why wouldn't you yeah, be grossed good. out by yourself putting your fist in a man's ass? So that's shit what Kligo is all about. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. no shit. There was blood. I think, if I remember right. But uh, something. Some yeah, very substance. clean anus. I guess he was very. Well, they didn't eat much back then, right? So. Yeah, that's something you know about Italians, right? Very clean anuses. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's what they always say about Sicilians. Yeah, and the when was this base like before Christ, right? No, I think Caligula? Christ is dead. I think they no. killed him. That's why everyone's acting acting nuts. I don't know. Uh, Caligula uh, is like the the great grandson of Julius Caesar, and he's not related by blood, maybe. We get. I, I. We got to look at the the cast list here. Can we just pull this up on uh, IMDb yeah. real quick? The Peter O'Toole's character is not blood related to the Caesars. He was adopted, so he's impure, and that's why he's so gross. His skin is disgusting in this movie, um, and I'm not sure if Caligula is a. Yeah, he plays Tiberius, and uh, Tiberius has quite a taste for for men and women. And he's got a, a, a pal who's played by John Gilgood, who's like a classic Shakespearean actor, and cuts his wrists because he's just, he can't take the degeneracy anymore. He plays Nerva. There you go. And Caligula just bothers him as he's passing away. He's like, oh, what does it feel like? What do you see? <laughs> Do you see, do you see whatever they believe in heaven? They don't believe in heaven. Believe no, in do you see, what is it like the, the watcher or like the, the, you know, the entity that's supposed to pass you through the next life mm -hmm. or something right here in this scene? Yeah. He's just harassing yeah. him. Just let him and die like, in peace. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm just chilling here. Like nothing hurts. I'm feeling good. And he just dunks him <laughs> on the, on the little, like whatever. Not a, it's not a, it's like a bath, but it's way too deep for mm -hmm. it to be a bath. Hold on, can we talk about this guy over here on the on the left, baldy with the little mohawk strip, who looks like he belongs in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This Hold guy, I hated this guy. So gross. Um, yeah, Caligula's just kind of a petulant brat, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you look up. Well, how old was Caligula when he came to power? And he was only like 24 years old. And it makes all the sense in the world that he would behave in that manner at yeah. that age and have that unlimited power. Um, and it made me think, all right, well, then maybe he's not evil, right? Maybe he's just a deeply immature young man, even though what is, what, the guy who he fists, he then later, I believe, castrates and like tears up the middle or something. He kills him. Uh, and says, oh, give his balls to his wife, mail his balls to his wife. 
So maybe he's not evil, but he's just a, you know, a scoundrel, a young he's scoundrel. Funny. He's yeah. like, yeah. Did you find this movie he's, funny? He's incorrigible. <laughs> I think it has some funny moments. Uh, there is uh, the moment where uh, they're describing the Helen Mirren character to him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's his wife. That it becomes says, she becomes his wife. At the time, I believe she's just a whore, but not even like but, an explicit whore, but like a gold, like a known gold digger, like a something. famous, yeah, 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 someone that's been with with half of Rome. But I think it's his wife of, or the girl that he's with that says she's the most promiscuous woman in Rome, and he replies with, "Perfect." <laughs> that got a chuckle out of me because I was I was not expecting it. But this, there's little moments like that where. Uh, where you're not you're not expecting i guess i don't i'm not sure if it's played for laughs but in the context of it and how ridiculous and and over the top everything is it's kind of kind of funny i agree uh what do you think about the incest plot between him and his one true love his sister oh was it i think it was his sister the one that actually said that line the blonde girl right this one hold on uh he has two love interests. He has his wife, of course, who is Helen Mirren, who we covered there. And then his sister is his actual love. And that's when his sister winds up, I believe what? She contracts a disease that yeah, he fever, may have fever. given to her. Yeah. And she passes away. That really sets him on just an insane trajectory of destroying Rome or trying to destroy Rome before his fat oaf brother, who looks like Harvey Firestein, uh, becomes the new king. So, so uh, did you find the picture of uh, the, the sister character? Give me one sec. Uh... What do you think about Malcolm McDowell as an actor? I, I'm kind of sad as to what he's doing now, but I guess if you've been making movies for so long, that's what happens. Uh, I think he's great in this, just like in Clockwork Orange. It kind of feels like one of the, you know, in a Clockwork Orange where you're getting flashes of like, so Alex is a, a, you know, he's, he's very big on media. He's read plenty. He listens to tons of music and you get these flashes of him in Rome or like as a vampire in a Clockwork Orange. This Mm -hmm. movie kind of feels like if you unpacked one of those random fantasy Uh, subliminal flashes from a clockwork orange. Yes. All right. So that's, that's his sister whose name I believe is like Teresa something, the actress. Yeah. That's the first scene in the movie. Oh, can I show that? Whoops. Sorry. Oh, oh no. Oh, they really get down to business in terms of showing you everything. You know, I, my, my suspicion when I was going to, you know, check this out, when I put it on, I, I thought I made the mistake of putting it on during dinner like I did oh, no. when I watched Nine Lives of a Wet Pussy, and that was a real big mistake because it was just wet muff, wet 70s muff. It wasn't even, attra- like, there was nothing attractive about it. I was like, damn, like, this is, this is fucking gross. I, I, it, I mean, it's just like an average-looking puss in 1974, but it makes it look gross, just like someone's spit resting on the pubic hair. It's fucking nasty. I'm trying to eat corn on the cob. I'm looking at pubic hair that's all matted down with spit. What is this movie? So that wasn't a real movie. That was just a porn that Abel Ferrer happened to direct and Vinegar Syndrome put it out. And I, I made a poor 
mistake in the timing there. But this was a real movie. I wasn't as grossed out seeing, oh, you got two lesbians going at it. I wasn't, you know, or if someone's blowing somebody or someone's getting dicked, you know, that's just, that's, they shoot it in a way where it's still cinematic and they try to make it pretty, but it's still 1970s sex, which is yeah. pretty gross. Um, yeah. Bob Guccione did his did his best. You know, this was his bread and butter. Um, and what's interesting, I think, is that he becomes a producer, an uncredited producer on Fellini's City of Women. He went he went on to work with uh, Federico Fellini after this movie, which is just peculiar. You know that Michael Sheen played Caligula in theater in London. I can believe that. Well, he's boring, Michael Sheen. I don't like Michael Sheen as an actor. Um, yeah, Malcolm McDowell, though, 1970s Malcolm McDowell is so good in everything. I just watched him in Time After Time where he's playing H.G. Wells and he's hunting Jack the Ripper, who's played by David Warner. And the movie's kind of whatever. It's a 1981 film. It's also kind of crazy he went on to do a Warner Brothers family movie right after Caligula. He just jumped into that and his career was fine. He was doing Cat People. Um, real bold actor for the time and just rambunctious Malcolm McDowell. He's terrific. This might be my favorite character of his actually. Um, and I agree. I, I hate that he has fallen off, but there's not really much room for him. Now he's just kind of in that same category with Udo Kier as mm. dried out, Whoa. very old man who seems kind of sinister, kind of playful too. Damn, this is, yeah, he's uh, in Fathers 2, which we've covered in this show. Oh, uh, that's right. That is right. I completely forgot he was a cardinal in Fathers 2. He was in uh, four episodes of the revival of Gossip Girl. That sucks. I know uh, he was on Entourage. I remember watching him on Entourage because I think he was uh, Vinny Chase's girlfriend's dad. And he kept like trying to get on his good side, but it's Malcolm McDowell. He played oh, Loomis. No. There's a movie that's a parody of Bernie Sanders' life. Came out in 2020 called Free Lunch Express. He didn't play and, uh, Bernie Sanders, right? No, no, no. He's just in it. He's just credited in it. But um, it's probably like a it, Zoom call they got for, they paid him $2,000. Maybe, for. yeah. Yeah, it says from the creators who watch Airplane too many times in 2020. That doesn't, I mean, I like Airplane. I think it's still funny, but I don't want to see 2020 Airplane. I don't like Bernie it. Can Sanders. you show a poster or something from this? Yeah, I, it has a vibe of like, we bought a bunch of cameos from cameo.com and we sprinkled them throughout the movie. Oh, okay. All right. I see. Mm -hmm. So it, this is what, I mean, what is, like, what's the angle they're taking here? Is this a right-wing movie, or is this? I don't know. Is that Malcolm? Mike? No. No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> He's everywhere. Eric is there. Yeah. Is that a Highlander? No. No. Was that Das Boot? What's his name? Uh, Second-rate Arnold Schwarzenegger. There he is. Oh no, it wasn't a cameo. That's worse. Green screen fireplace. Oh, oh man, this is depressing. 
just go do something else at that point. Go, go like open a business, go open an antique store or something. Does he Get... have like, like child payments to make or why is he? No, I think he's just one of those actors who didn't handle his money well. Cause he's, he's been doing terrible movies for like 30 years. I remember he yeah. was in a movie about rats before I even knew who Malcolm McDowell was. I saw him in a rat movie that I got on pay-per-view at age nine or 10. It was a horror movie. And at nine or 10, you just rent whatever horror movies available to you. What, so, was it the, um, fuck, what is this movie with, uh, it's rat. the dad, the dad from, uh, Oh, is this called rat? I think it's just called rat. If I remember right, a, it's rats. There's a let me see. There's a movie with uh, Marty McFly's dad, whose name escapes Crispin me right Glover. Now. No, yes. Willard was good. Willard is good. Yeah, that's what. Uh, there's no rat. Willard movie. was a oh. real movie that went to theaters. New Line Cinema put it out, and I remember watching it and being like, "Oh, that's not a bad movie. That for a horror movie, and it might have even been like a PG-13 horror movie. That's not terrible. That was a remake of uh, Willard and there was Willard and Ben." In the 1970s, Michael Jackson sang the theme song to Ben. And they did a cover for the movie that Crispin Glover sang. So, I can't find a rat movie from Michael McDowell. Are you sure you didn't confuse him with another gray-haired old man? I don't think so. I think it's Malcolm McDowell. I Maybe, I, look, it's probably not called Rat, right? Because how? why would you Ra call a movie Rat? But if you type in Malcolm McDowell Rats... You might find something. If you just type in yeah. rat movie, you're not going to get a... I don't think you're going to get any helpful options that's, coming up. That's ex exactly what I typed. <laughs> I, I knew it. <laughs> also, happy or... birthday to Hans, who turned 37 for the fourth time in a row. It's really... You're, <laughs> yeah. you're kind of like Benjamin Button on pause. Yeah, I'm like the... What is it, Anthony Cumia? Where he's like, I'm 40 flurf, because he doesn't want to tell mm. how old he actually is. That's that's me. Inhabited? Is that it? It might be inhabited. 2003, a, a mother is skeptical. Oh, is there an asylum her daughter, or something in that movie? It says, a mother is skeptical when her daughter blames a series of sinister occurrences on the fairies in her playhouse. No, that ain't, I don't think that's it. I remember rats. There's rats everywhere. It was a big rat movie. Not big rats, just rat. A lot of rats. There were no rats in Caligula. I guess Rome was very clean at the time, in spite of all the sexual transmitted diseases going around that even Tiberius received. So this movie has a very interesting behind-the-scenes battle where you have the writer, the screenwriter, who took his name off the finished product. It was originally called Gore Vidal's Caligula. Now, do you know anything about Gore Vidal? Because... I really um, no. don't. But I know he got into a famous debate with William F. Buckley on like the Dick Cavett show in the 1960s, and it got very heated. And I think Gore Vidal lost his cool and said something insulting. That's what I... I don't know if you want to look up that clip. It might... It's probably like boring by today's standards. You could probably just watch H3H3 and Hassan Piker do the same thing where they're watching a Jordan Peterson video. Man, I am so disgusted with Ethan Klein every single time I see him. He's just, uh, you know, visibly oh, yeah. so off-putting. Even in his, like, most 
yeah. pleasant looking state. I, I'm not really Even breaking not new ground by saying that. Yes, speak. yes. Um, you had a very mean spirited oh, comment about Gila Klein. I feel like recently, didn't you say she looked like Alexis Arquette? I I retweeted that. That was not me, but it was very accurate. Yeah, should I pull it up? <laughs> uh, pull up something. I don't know. It was very. Well, the Gore Vidal versus William Buckley, it says a Democratic Convention debate. I don't know if we should. Yeah, why not? Go ahead. Sounds very. Okay. William right, F. Buckley was a Republican. So I don't, I don't know what that's all about. But here's what Gore Vidal became known for in the 1960s. I think that the important difference... Okay, hold on. No, no, no. Pause, 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 pause. Pause. Is there not, like, the clip, the moment from... This is a 17-minute video, and part... What, you don't want to listen to the 12 minutes? <laughs> this guy looks so <laughs> boring. God. Uh, yeah, no, I, Gore like Vidal wrote the book on Caligula, wrote the screenplay, and immediately clashed. Here's another boring fuck. Christopher Hitchens. God, everyone was sucking his dick in 2016 2017 oh sargon wouldn't it be great if we had christopher hitch no it wouldn't be look at him he looks bloated and sweaty and he's just sitting that's not a good that's not someone you should be listening to who has a glaze on their forehead from seat being seated horrible um so gore vidal the only wrote, clip there's like a two oh no oh now you this, listen this, you this queer it sounds like something <laughs> either of us would say. Is that? I, I think that was Buckley. Was such an old. Damn, crypto fascist. Against Chomsky, how fucking boring <laughs> to yeah. watch this in the. That looks like 60s? Owen Benjamin. That looks like Owen Benjamin's grandpa this, there. Yeah. Or he just, he, no, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, he came up in my Twitter feed. And I was like, oh, I guess he's just back and unbanned. Like I did not follow Owen Benjamin, but I guess maybe I did back in 2018 or, or something. Oh, is he back on Twitter just complaining about? Yeah, he said, oh, we have three brand new documentaries dropping on me on my website i i would love to just commission document several documentaries to be done about me and then sell them that that owen benjamin that's a very sad case he had he had it all he was on joe rogan and he wasn't even the disruptive one it was kurt metzger who was rude yeah. who was vile v being very uh uh just unruly and somehow Owen Benjamin is the one who cracked from that and never appeared on Joe Rogan. He just, he broke. He broke after that. Well, didn't they try to make him into, or turn him into like a sitcom? No, not sitcom, like romantic comedy movie guy. And then he, he was with like Christina Ricci. I think he got married or he was going to get married to her. And then something happened there. And then he. That's the backstory. That's, so that's the origin is he was married to Christina Ricci. He did movies like. That's my boy with Adam Sandler. I believe that was the one. Oh, he was also nice. on some Asian pub show for TBS that I think had Steve something as the lead. Steve, uh, his last name is escaping me, but he was very Zahn? popular. 
No, 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 not Steve Zahn. He's a stand-up comedian. He's half Asian. Oh, Chow. I don't know something like that. <laughs> but I Hold believe on, let's he see. Was... So he was he was in the House Bunny. He was in something called Gay Town. Uh, All's Fair in Love. Uh, Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Star. Jack and Jill, Couldn't Be Better. Uh, Pretend Time, which was that I think that was a Nick Swartzen show. Yep, Nick Swartzen sketch sketch show. He also, Sullivan he, and Son. He it that's was Sullivan and Son. That's what I was yeah. thinking of. Um, he signed on to do Louder with Crowder. He was Stephen Crowder's co-host too. After I believe not gay Jared left the show and tried to do an expose of Stephen Crowder because he made people sign NDAs, and then. I guess he just gradually went more and more off the deep end. And that's when Crowder stole Dave Landau from Anthony Cumia. And he became the co-host. I know, seriously. (laughs) Have you seen Dave Landau's sketch show? Or not sketch show, he does a narrative series that Crowder produces. Well, we produce this uh, present, still a thing. I don't know if they shot a second episode. Did we watch that on on here? Did we I think Robbie... Robbie brought it up, and then we watched like maybe ten seconds of it, and we're like, we're not about to actually watch this, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we, you're right. For some yeah. reason, I thought that was on like G Max show or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, th- uh, yeah. So I don't know if episode two is even in the works for Dave Landau. Um, you know, I I I kind of learned something interesting. I'll share it after the show. I, I won't say. Okay. I won't drop it on the Caligula program. It was Steve uh, Byrne. Steve Byrne Steve, is the guy. Yeah, he's somebody whose like stand-up album I downloaded off LimeWire in 2002 or so when I was like just trying to get as many as possible and expose myself to new comedians. He was in there along with um, you know all the Dane Cook specials, Louis C.K.'s too, uh, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Bigger and Blacker, you know, classics. He did a, a some special where he like performed at four clubs in one night trying to break a record and then released that as a 50-minute show. Yeah, Pablo Francisco and yeah, he Shoemaker, was the love master. Pablo, you bring up Pablo Francisco way too much on this show. And that's a guy who is literally only known because someone had the foresight to put his 30 minutes on comedy, like Central Presents or uh, what was it? Medium Blend or Comedy Blend or something like that. from Premium Blend. Premium Blend. Yeah. Uh, they uploaded the audio of that TV show to LimeWire and Aries and all those programs back in the day, and he became known from that. Yeah. What is what does he do his, now? He's trying to keep his memory alive. I don't know. Is he still alive? He probably does uh, the same exact bits as he did in 2002. PabloFrancisco.com. Let's see. <laughs> does he Influences. have an Richard website? Pryor, David Lever. E- yes, and it looks like he hasn't been updated in a while because look at this picture of him. That's not what he looks like now, I'm sure. No, he kind of looks like Joe DeRosa. Should we check his Twitter? So he looks like to... one of those Hispanic prank kids on YouTube. Yeah. The Pablo Francisco. Oh, he's at the field, Irish pub and eatery. Okay. Um. Oh. Shut up! Let's see the receipt! That's right. 
That's right. She doesn't know you. She wasn't there. Is still she doesn't give a crap about you. She asked you to come on the show only for her to just to yell at you. Be quiet. That still kind of looks like Robbie Goodwin too. We're <laughs> <laughs> just letting Robbie Goodwin. <laughs> Man, taking pot shots at Robbie while he's down. I mean, I'm sure he's an influence, right? A voice. He does voices. The voice of a generation. Yeah, you don't know if he's Hispanic or Arab or Filipino. I guess you know. so. Yeah. Six likes. Uh, Six likes. He's, that means he's doing, he's doing great. He's that got... means we have a better Twitter presence than Pablo Francisco <laughs> at thirty thousand followers. See, that's that is uh, not what he looks like now. I think that's not what his website. That does not very smooth. Mm, no, this is a hip. 25 year old i don't know who yeah. that guy is. that must be his dad Backw maybe he posted on his yeah, backwards hat oakley that's cool you know you surf right and then that's not that's yeah. mm. he looks like an alligator there oh wow. jesus oh. join me pablo francisco at what the encore tucson that's right that's right go to huh go to stubwire.com get tickets go, go, go. chris rock's gonna be there come on me me Jenny Glover, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're going to be there. New Year's. Come on. Roll in the New Year's with me. Pablo Francisco. Come on. One show. New Year's. I'm getting dizzy, 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 dizzy. Come on. It's the Encore 2 song. Do it, man. New Year's Eve. Come on. Dustin Whitebar is going to be there. Butch Lord. Uh, this makes me feel like when we went through those cameos and we were just cringing for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, this is horrible. No, this is, this is really uncomfortable to be watching that, you know, you have this 50-year-old man who peaked already. And he's just kind of doing this to survive. And at best, oh. he's getting 67 likes on one of his low-effort videos. That's, not, that's not a good place to be. I want to see how much it costs to see. $12. $14. That's my guess. Fourteen. Let's get tickets right now for the Field Irish Pub and Eatery. $17.50 to 50 bucks. That seems a bit much. Mm-mm. <laughs> Is 50 bucks with like a meal and a beer included? You do coke with him. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is there? Oh, oh Ricky it's Cruz an all-star lineup. Priscilio and Stephanie Wood. Is that Jim Carrey? Is that Jim Carrey playing a woman? There, Stephanie Wood. There's a... Smoking. What is this? Is this the pub? So you have a giant bathroom that's bigger than <laughs> yeah, everything. The bathroom is bigger than the seating area. <laughs> And that's the stage, just a tiny triangle there. Let's see. Uh, one ticket. I'm so glad I'm not a stand-up comedian. This really, it's the most depressing end, the most de depressing trajectory. If you don't make, if you're not one of those classic guys, if you're not a Louis C.K. or, I mean, Ricky Gervais kind of cheated to get there because he had the office yeah. and he started it. Like, I'm going to be a stand-up at age 50. Yeah. And then all of his when shows When I already sold have out. a huge following. Right. Yeah. Chris Rock, all, all those guys. If you're not at that round table and you're at this level, is there anything more miserable? I'd rather be like a home shopping network presenter than somebody like come out to come out to the Shamrock Comedy Club February twenty fourth, eight PM. See me perform after three guys who've never done this before. Is it, isn't it cool, too, that I just select the ticket without a seat and it immediately takes you to the VIP seating for $60? What does that entail? Can we take a look? Google the Shamrock Comedy Club. I want to see what okay. the actual 
visual presentation of this place is and what the VIP lounge would look like. We'll get back to Caligula in a moment. Sorry for the Pablo Francisco 15 minute uh, segment here in the middle of the show. But you're like, yo, you you keep bringing him up and then now we're just deep. Well, now, yeah, well, now we're in it. He keeps using that same photo for all of these comedian photos are also really terrible. You know, it's just somebody's like nephew who agreed to do it for 25 bucks. Okay. All right. So this is just like any bar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What a good time. Oh, they had Jim, Jim, what is his name? Jim, not Gaffigan, Jim Florentine. Florentine. Yeah, he seems like a guy who'd perform there. $25. But this is why it's depressing and bad, because Jim Florentine is a guy who actually was accomplished as a comedian. He had his little puppet character that was big for a moment, special ed. So he's not like nobody, but th- that's like he's doing that. And he's probably getting paid okay. He'll probably get paid like six to eight thousand dollars for performing that shitty little pub. You think that much? Yeah, yeah comedians okay. get paid more than you would think for performing at some of these places because they get to drive out, they get flown in. Um, yeah, they get. I don't paid. recognize any of these. Brett Ernst. That sounds familiar. Exter Koo. Cool. She's wise. She she hit the wall. She aged. There's uh yeah, it's just a bunch of just I she, guess we, she was the one who brought about the end of Opie and Jimmy anyway. Mm-hmm. I got I got recommended that video kinda recently, a couple months back, and she asked a question or something that accidentally opened a big can of worms where yeah. Jim Norton decided to get pissy with Opie because Opie was being a moody older woman that day he, he was being mo- angry mom opie i don't know i'm so, i'm also just sick of all that opie and anthony shit i get i get recommended anthony kumi eclipse daily now on my twitter because i watched like one gavin mckinnish like modern gavin mckinnish show clip where he happened to be on because they do i guess like a joint show once a week now oh yeah yes yeah. try that with a bunch of comedians and i don't think any any of them has stuck right i guess I, no i mean gavin has nowhere to go so i guess gavin's there but didn't he do the first one was Artie and anthony and then Artie did that thing to his nose and then Artie almost died he stabbed himself, himself right didn't he stab himself like six times or something you're getting people's backstories confused with like their modern history uh just like owen benjamin he started by stabbing himself then he oh. hosted the anthony kumia show oh. My bad. Although it makes sense, you would host the Anthony Cumia show and want to stab yourself <laughs> for making that decision. Yeah. I get it, uh, but no. You know, speaking of uh, death and stabbings, they really did yeah. a number on Caligula's kid at the end of this movie, where they just oh, they yeah. picked up Caligula's kid like a heavy book and went whack on the on the stairs, and the kid was just dead, just whack, and the child it. was show dead. It? Yeah, let's watch I it. it. I would love okay. to watch that right now. I literally said, <gasps> when that happened, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe they killed the But it makes sense. You got to, you know, you know, wipe out the entire bloodline. You know, you can't leave a single, he'll come back. He'll be the new king someday. You can't, you can't leave him around. So Helen Mirren dies, Caligula dies, and then they, not in that order. Caligula, I believe, is the last one to die. So Caligula's big mistake is that 
he has loyalty to no one. He has loyalty to no one, maybe arguably his wife, who doesn't fuck him over. I was expecting that to happen at every point. Like, well, they set up that she's a whore. You know, she's just going to jump yeah. to whatever the bigger power is. But she kind of sticks with him throughout the entire thing. As far as I remember anyway, she doesn't two-time him at any point. No. She's talking she's with a... the two guys who are planning that, but there's nothing really going on there. She's a loyal whore, like chair in mask. <laughs> is that what happens? To him? She's a loyal Wasn't loyal she like slut? a prostitute and then... Oh no, she's the mom who she's gets She's the him mom, and she's fucking and then, Sam Elliott. The bike. She's fucking all the bikers, I think, right? But and she's then not. The the prostitute goes to talk to what's his name, Rocky Dennis. Yeah, and then he's like, like talks to her. I think instead mm. of doing anything, because he's sensitive. Just That's right. Get him a, a prostitute Lucifer journey, and he's just like, I'm just gonna talk to you because I have this face. Mm. It's great. Anyway, here's the anyway. Here's I just Caligula's. I just rewinded, and I forgot how hilarious it actually is when they just dunked this kid into into the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So they already oh. stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so quick. The kid's just dead from that, just from having his face smashed against the stairs. Caligula gets stabbed. They kill his wife. They behead her. That's right. She gets beheaded. It's pretty brutal. It's pretty vicious. <laughs> I really hate this guy's facial hair, too. It's very pre-soy. It's very like a father of Chapo Trap House. Yeah, it's very like I just want to cover my double chins or mm -hmm. whatever hair. And then they all just. <laughs> and then Grandpa Munster becomes the new king. <laughs> Imagine that's your king. Yeah. <laughs> God. Is that holding dice? Oh, oh. yeah, of course. Kick Oops. your head out of the way. Damn. It's disgusting. Making a mess. Is, is this the guy that you... Yeah, I hate this guy. I hate his cool punk rock mohawk hairdo. <laughs> it's metal. He's, uh, what is it? Guardians of the Galaxy guy? What's his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're right. What's his name? Yon Docks. Yeah. That's right. Michael Rooker. <laughs> Yon Docks with his mohawk. Seeing him in Caligula. Killing... Caligula? Well, no, he, he... Yeah. Go on. He doesn't say, kill the king. He's just like always in the shadows, kind of jealous and kind of like, um, yeah, he's just a wormy, snaky yeah. guy. And Calig see, so what I was saying before is Caligula's big mistake is he's not loyal to anyone. He doesn't like create a band that he can rely on. He has one guy who really goes to bat for him in the beginning, who he's kind of into. He's a little bit gay for, and he's like, listen, Caligula. You can't kill Tiberius. I'll kill Tiberius. And then he kills Tiberius and Caligula becomes the new uh, power. And this guy, I guess he catches like getting sucked off by a dude and he's jealous. And he's like, mm, fuck you. No, I am oh, yeah. only going to be the one sucking you off around here. You fucking bitch. 
kill him. And he dies in such a, a brutal, unnecessary way where they plant him up to his neck in the dirt and bring out these little spinny propeller things. Do you want to pull what, up the, the coolest... clip real quick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find it. It's like the coolest, like, uh, Star Wars Episode One like machine mm -hmm. <laughs> where it's just a giant... Uh, where is it? It's such a, a, a serious rebuttal to a pretty minor infraction especially for rome where everyone's having orgies and everyone's fucking every like nobody seems to be really jealous about sex in this 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 kingdom but caligula takes it personally and uh it results in this dude being beheaded by some kind of weird carnival machine yeah uh, and he's throwing tomatoes at his head they make a whole event Eggs. of it it's uh it's crazy so uh, it's, it should happen early on. Hans is currently looking up the clip for those on patreon.com slash lowres and listening to the audio of this episode or listening to it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts when it has eventually arrived. Um, well, you keep looking for that. But there's yeah. so many wild ideas that are presented by Caligula in this movie that are, you know, you almost have to admire them. Like, for example... You know, the United States right now is basic. We're in a depression, essentially. You know, it's, it's rough. It, you know, we owe trillions of dollars in, in money, right? And Caligula is looking at, at Rome and he's like, wow, we owe a lot of money. How are we going to get out of this? We'll open a whorehouse with all of the senators' wives in it. We'll start selling the senators' wives' bodies. Bring them all to me. And we'll put them in the whorehouse and we'll make a big grand festival festival of this. And I was like, wow, that's brilliant. They should do that now. Who wouldn't want to fuck Ted Cruz's wife? <laughs> you know, um, I think that could be a real solution. So Caligula yeah. is kind of a visionary in a way. Ahead of his time. Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's making it. fun of some of the wives. He's like, oh, you got gross tits. You got hair on your, yeah. your chest. And what is this? It's disgusting. You're gonna yeah. cost us even more money by you being here. You're not gonna get a good tip with those. Uh, I found it. Here you found it's... the clip. All right, so we're gonna yeah. see Caligula's, the guy he should have brought into the fold. Absolutely, his death. So the uh, the blades are making their way over, and he is buried up to his neck. We have another guy who seems to be panicking. Oh, there goes one head. <laughs> it's so unnecessary, too. It really is. It's a spectacle, just throwing eggs at them and, and giggling. Is that a baby tiger? Yes. See, these are just things you miss from watching the movie only one time. They have a baby tiger hanging out on the steps. I never caught this. They have a long dog. That's cool, too, I guess. forward to the there he is there he is <laughs> so his moral character is so low in this film and he's only in oh, oh there goes the head 
And there goes the head. <laughs> Iconic line from Malcolm McDowell. Uh, taken from, who's it taken from? 1920s drifter who strangled people to death. I'm forgetting the killer's name. You would probably know, maybe. Do you do you know of like a 20s? serial killer? Yeah, 19, early 20th century. There was a serial killer who would strangle homeless people to death. Uh, his quote was, I believe it was like during a trial or maybe when he was like getting... Uh, electrocuted he said oh if only the world had one neck and my hands were wrapped around it his was a little wordier it wasn't as good as Malcolm oh yeah McDonald's. i found it uh carl Panzeram. panzeram yes carl panzeram that's right big carl panzeram heads on the movies podcast we love a good panzeram it's my favorite brand of television panzeram yeah he said he said uh I wish you all had one neck and my hands were around it. It's cute. It's very intimate. So uh, clearly cribbed from Mr. Panzeram to show how crazy Caligula is. And uh, I mean, this movie is two and a half hours. I, I get the sense from you that was a long two hours for you. But I thought it glided by, all things considered. I mean, I what is so. what is your what is your general take on the film? Do you think this is a good movie? Because it's well regarded as a terrible movie. Oh, is it? Yes, I, it it was um, hailed as a big disaster. Yeah, Siskel and Ebert had it on their worst films of 1981. Uh, prudes. Yeah. Well, no, they really were prudes. They hated the misogyny of the Friday the Thirteenth films. Uh, uh, Ebert notably hated David Lynch because of Blue Velvet. He thought he was objectifying Isabella Rossellini by having her naked on the lawn in that one scene or getting slapped around by Dennis Hopper. You know, he didn't like that. So, yeah, they, they kind of actually were prudes. They were ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. 2016 in the 80s. Um, I, uh, I, I think... It's just too much. <laughs> it's in just, what and sense? I you could mean that in in a couple of different ways. I understand that you know it's supposed to be showing the debauchery of the time of how Rome was very wild, and you know if you don't have a good strong leader, this is what happens. But I think like I if... think he's a strong leader. I just don't think he's good. I think he's too chaotic and a sociopath. After like the fiftieth penis that you see, it's kind of like all right, okay. How many? I it felt like, and I don't know if you watched this as a young teenager, but it felt like a long episode of Real Sex, oh, yeah. uh, with like a story in between because it's a lot of like, you know, regular looking people having sex in groups, which is what that show was. That show was a lot of like. Well, this is an over 50s group and we get together to show each other how to eat pussy mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that. Where we just I, I, I remember they, they would have like 20 people with like a mango slice. And now you lick this for 10 minutes until you learn. Man, just going to yeah. On it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So at times I was kind of like, all right, like we OK, we understand there's a lot of sex going on. But after like the 50th penis that I saw going into someone's mouth, I was like, we get it like. That, Some that's of the, the dicks part in that... this movie are fake too. By the way, did you catch 
catch that? Because there are like oh, comically enormous yeah. dicks that come up here and there. That the guy that we just saw killed, his is I'm sure fake because it's it's like a fucking hammer, like a massive one. So that's yeah. probably one of them. I'm, I'm also sure that the actor wasn't like, yeah, I'm just gonna get blown on camera, right? I so know I'm, I'm... you would be wrong about that. Uh, the, oh, really? the people, like, well, here's the thing. So the production history of this is so troubled because Gore Vidal wrote his script, and I don't know how much of that script wound up in the movie. He took his name off it. It was no longer called Gore Vidal's Caligula. There was like a three-way battle between Gore Vidal, the writer, Tinto Brass, the director, and Bob Guccione, the producer, that Guccione won because he was the money guy. And there were... Mm -hmm. Tons and tons of lawsuits in Italy and in the United States, and they had to like they changed the laws in Italy because of this whole thing where Tinto Brass had his movie taken away from him uh, and altered, but it didn't make a difference because they took the film back to the United States. Um, there's just a, a giant history of conflict surrounding Caligula, and there are a couple of different versions of the movie that have come out. I know that they re-edited it, so it would be an R-rated film and re-released it in like 1981 or so. It was made in 1979, released in 1979, I believe. So, uh, yeah, I, in 1979. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Gore Vidal wrote the script, didn't like what was happening with the movie, took his name off of it, even after they did like making of documentaries where they're talking to him about the production. Uh, Tinto Brass is shooting and... They told Tinto Brass, Bob Guccione, and the other photographer who's credited as director, if you can look that up real quick. Um, Masolino D'Amico. Mm -hmm. That guy. D'Amico, yeah. What they were doing, because I, I knew that the explicit scenes in this movie were shot separate of the movie itself. I don't think the actors knew how explicit this, this was going to be. Now, clearly, Peter O'Toole who's the most prestigious star in the movie at this time, is still like, yep, throw 50 nude people in a pool with me. Yep, I'll be around some dicks and tits, and it'll it'll all be hanging out around my face. And he seemed cool with that. Maybe he was the original down-on-his-luck Malcolm McDowell at that point. He's like, <laughs> fuck it. Just give me the paycheck. Let's do this. Come on. It's just the Hollywood parties where we're recording them, I guess. Right. So um, Bob Guccione and his uh, fellow photographer... We're like, all right, well, listen, Tinto, we're going to shoot with some of the background extras once you clear out of here, and we'll just save all this for another movie we're going to shoot down the road. We have another film planned out. We're going to have to shoot all this stuff. You know, it's just going to be cost efficient. And Tinto Brass was just like, all right, all right, go ahead. Uh, I'm calling it a night. See you guys in the morning. And no, those were scenes for the movie. And Tinto Brass never questioned it until it was too late. And when that happened, I believe they just nudged him out entirely. And the what I learned from uh, an interview with Tinto Brass was that he had a good relationship with Bob Guccione, but Bob Guccione had so many yes-men around him that were planting things in his ear about this movie's not going to be sexy enough, you're not going to be able to sell this movie, that he was like, all right, well, we're just going to have to, we're going to have to take over and handle it ourselves. So Tinto Brass was working with an editor in Italy who cut a lot of sex out of the movie and a lot of nudity out of the movie. And when that got previewed to Bob Guccione, it was um, nothing like what we watched for this show. And Bob Guccione was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a mess. How am I ever, ever going to be able to release it? This is a penthouse film. Mm. There's nothing happening here that's sexy. 
we have to we have to go much harder with the sex scene. And so you have all these like very explicit scenes of uh, oral sex and anal sex and cr- just everything. You get ev- a little bit of everything in this movie. There's bestiality implied. Aside from yeah. like the horse in the bed, there's like random shots of like naked people hanging out with animals and stuff. Um, it's very like over the top to say the least. And um, they overdid it. Obviously, it became this unrated, X-rated film with all these massively talented people involved. And uh, the legend of it was born. But they couldn't have the wide distribution if it was going to be X-rated. Although, I think Deep Throat in 19... Was it 1977 or so? Played at regular theaters because there was nothing else like that. It was one of the highest grossing films of the year, Deep Throat. Uh, unfathomable 72. now. 1972? So, it, you know, we're past that. It's 1979. Uh, porn oh, wow. is a very established thing. I'm sorry, I've never seen it, but the summary of it. <laughs> a woman with an uni- unusual birth defect comes to a doctor who has an unorthodox solution to make the best of her situation. I, is that just, I have a problem in my throat and he's like, just have people fuck it? I, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm nervous. I think so. I haven't seen Deep Throat. I'm sure there's a great uh, Vinegar Syndrome edition of it available. Um, But yeah. So they didn't set out to make a porn film, for the record. This was never supposed to be a porn film. It was just supposed to be art that has little snippets of porn. That's all. And I think what do you do? I guess uh, what do you do with eight hours of this of B roll of just people rolling around naked doing all this? I guess you know. Let's just throw it around the movie so that we show how Italians are horny. I guess. I guess so. But I mean, they're not Italian. They were flown in from America. These are all Americans hanging out in the background. (laughs) Many of them are penthouse pets. I I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, and there's B-roll on the Blu-ray that Arrow released that has no audio to it. And it's just that. It's like 40 minutes of people hanging out naked. And it's like, who would watch this? The stinky room. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, God. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine the scent with the hot lights and everything? And no one's wearing clothes and they got their pubic hair? It would be disgusting. Yeah. Deodorant certainly yeah. wasn't as good back then. God. Um, so, yeah, I would hate to have worked on Caligula, but I appreciate this movie for what it is and just how bold it is. And again, this is all set to the time. If you did this movie now, there would be no charm to it. There would be no real spectacle to it. It would just be kind of uninteresting because none of the taboos in this movie are really the same in terms of measured weight now. Um, a lot of people, I feel like, would watch this movie and be like, we got to do that today. And miss the the point of it, but um, you, are you telling me you wouldn't watch Betsy Brown's Caligula? No, no, that sounds like she's got like a like a lump on her genitals or something. That's Betsy Brown's Caligula. <laughs> um, damn, uh, no, this is like Euphoria or something. I get that would be like the modern equivalent to Calig- I haven't seen Euphoria, by the way. Okay. So if this is a bad comparison, then I'm uneducated. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What is what is the modern Caligula? In like a real sense, in, in in a way that's subversive to today, what would be equivalent to this? Um, Infinity Pool, which I still haven't seen. No, I just downloaded like the, that, right? the, the, co- the copy that you 
very uh, kindly sent me, so I don't get uh, a warning from <laughs> Spectrum again. Hopefully. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I've, I heard that it has some questionable scenes like that. Now, I don't know if uh, if I got the... There's two versions of it, apparently. One that was shown in the festival and then the other one that was released in theaters, which has been cut, or some of the stuff has been cut. Uh, I'm sure the one that I got is not the festival one, but that seems to be one that's making a little well, bit of Do you of know what was online. removed? No, I'm not sure. Let me look that up. I bet you it's nothing bad. I bet you it's nothing you see in Caligula. It's probably like someone has like their, their genitals cut or shot or something, or like Alexander Skarsgård is wearing a dog mask. You know, he well, looks like one orgy. of those LGBT pride parade attendees <laughs> that wears a dog mask and starts picking up toddlers and, you know, dancing them around. He's one of those guys in the movie. I think it all uh, takes place at a pride parade in San Francisco. That's what I heard. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, uh, what is the, it? The uh, infinity pool is actually just a gay man's ass that everyone falls into. It's, it's tranny story time is what, what it is. He's just, he's just reading the new version of Dr. Seuss and mm. showing his general. The new uh, Roald Dahl. Oh, Roald Dahl, right. Uh, it says here, uh, the NC-17 version featured extremely tight shots on body parts, violence, and sexual acts, acts, which were likely part of what earned the film such a harsh rating. Um. He replaced frames and moments with other shots as a mean to keep the routine of the film in a similar, if not the same place and preserve the musical score as it were. But they had to edit it. 10 minutes cut from it, from the NC-17 version. That sounds like Don't some know. pussy shit. You, you yeah. got rid of some close-ups and you want me to be impressed with that? Yeah, what's Caligula? <laughs> close-ups. There's a lot of close-ups. <laughs> yeah. A lot of close-ups of things going into mouths. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I, I Look, I, with Brandon Cronenberg, I always like his visuals more than I like his movies. Like with Possessor, there was the cool mask thing with the melty face, and that wasn't yeah. as good. I mean, the movie wasn't as good as that, as the poster visual, and I feel like Infinity Pool is probably another instance of this. But we'll see. I'll check it out uh, either tonight or tomorrow give it a watch and see the, if it's worth doing a show on it probably yeah depends be. on yeah i mean has it even has it been released uh yeah it, it hit theaters already i'm i'm fairly certain anyway i don't know 2023 so far now grant i haven't watched too many 2023 movies kind of whatever as far as movies go i haven't seen well, anything it's too February. impressive yeah it's, it's early February, right yeah uh everything good supposedly came out at the end of the year for the oscar thing uh so now you got a marvel movie that just came out that's it's it's good what's um, a marvel movie what is it the oh ant-man Ant 3 quantum mania or something um can you and, believe uh, hold on a second can you believe the bad guy is kang and hold on there's multiple kangs and there's an oh, egyptian that? kang no. Have you seen the screen caps of this? They have no. Jonathan Majors playing like four different Kangs. That's the character's name. And one of them is like a pharaoh in Egypt. I was like, somebody has to be in the know on this. Somebody somebody was on 4chan in 2016. Uh, there's no way this is all coincidental. 
So no, I, I know I somebody. Let me see. Kang and Egyptian Kang. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get anything from Oh, Kang. I got it. You got it. Rama, Let's take a look. Rama Tut. Kang mm. variant is the ancient Egyptian pharaoh. In the comics, he was a version of Kang who went back in the past to conquer ancient Egypt. Um, I'm sick of this Jonathan Majors guy. I really dislike him. I think he's an oversaturated actor. They throw him in everything. He's one of the two black guys that gets cast in everything now. It's him, and it's the guy who played Dr. Manhattan on the Watchmen HBO series, uh, and who's in well, Aquaman. One of the Kangs is Lo Pan from, from <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. That doesn't even look like him. Oh, God. Says, that looks like uh, Billy Blanks. The Kangs. Uh, uh, people then... showed up and paid money to look at that. Yeah, that's hard. Oh, God. Why? Oh, wow. Is that what all the Kangs look like? Yeah. Oh, oh, just spoiled, just spoil, spoil the post credits. Alexander scene. Graham Bell, <laughs> Kang. <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm, uh, I'm out. I think I've been out for a while with these movies. Like, I, it's really just. I, uh, I don't know. You, you still, you still saw Doctor Strange too. So, look, I, as much as you, you, you say you're out. It's the Raimi. I wanted to see what Raimi was going to do here. And then it was just very not Sam Raimi, mm -hmm. I guess. So, yeah. I haven't watched the Hawkeye series, which is one of my favorite characters, because I what they did to him. So it's just, yeah. I'm, I'm no, not... They ran over him with a snowplow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, yeah, these movies just, they. it's like they don't even exist to me. It's just like one of those cultural, it's like Desperate Housewives. You know, it's just, oh, that's the thing that, you know, what's, was on the TV once. Yeah. And I, I yeah. every time someone posts a screen cap from one of these movies, the digital effects are getting worse and worse. They posted from this Flash movie, and obviously this is not Marvel. I'll be in line for the Flash movie. This is a different story, but I'm just saying, the same rule applies to Marvel here. They posted General Zod from Man of Steel 2013, Zack Snyder. Michael Shannon is General Zod. And then they posted General Zod in The Flash. And he looks worse. The digital effects look worse. So they're hiring cheaper. The people are, are not as skilled. And the audiences, I guess they don't care enough or they, they don't know any better. Um, it's really like lowest common denominator consumers who must be showing up to this. It's not children. All right, so um, this is all right. So this is the the General Zod from the Flash trailer. Like clearly, a digital suit looks like a computer game. Yeah, it looks like uh, Gears of War of around that time when that game came out, which was yeah. like fifteen if you, years. If you ago told me that Michael Shannon didn't show up to the set and they just put his face on another actor, I would totally believe that. Now check out this this uh, Michael Shannon as Zod from Movie Web right beneath it. Uh. There you go. You at least can see that there's some physicality to the suit, and it makes the digital effects blend better, even though it looks dated by about 10 years, which it is. Yeah. Um, it still looks better than what they've... What they've oh, wait, that's a figure. Robert. That's an action figure. <laughs> that's a toy. <laughs> Why does that, that look better? So real? It's not even him. Yeah. Um, that looks superior to what we see in the trailer for The Flash. Yeah, this looks a lot better than whatever the other one was. Yeah. I lost it.
That's, but, that's all right. Um, so and everything I've seen from Marvel, as far as like Kang goes, where it's just like it looks like a sitcom Halloween special where they dress him up in different kooky outfits. Or, uh, you know, it, the big thing from Thor was that child's face coming, you know, appearing oh, out yeah. of nowhere. And then they changed it up for the Disney Plus release. Um, just trying it, to like, gaslight just, you. Yeah. You know, you, you're making billions with this franchise. I guess franchise, if you want to call the the the, the MCU uh, something. Mm -hmm. uh, you think you would pay better for the people that are literally in charge of how your movie is going to look not just now but like in the next five years you know and then and I, and i feel like they were they were um the effort for the first couple of what do they call them the wave no the face yeah for the first couple of them okay i'm sure that if you watch them now they, they look dated but it, it seemed like the effort was there now from like the last to after the the Thanos movie everything just looks so cheap and I mean it's not like they stopped making money with them I, I just don't understand no and why that's what's cheap. most depressing is that Ant-Man set a record for Ant-Man movies is Ant-Man 3 got 100 million dollars or something opening weekend so people can't get enough of it they love it they're happy with all of the Kangs um, they want they want a Kang series on Disney Plus this fall. Well, let me tell you something that I discovered recently uh, that I, I didn't even know because I'm not that um, attached to my culture. Mm -hmm. But a uh, big narrative here in Latin America about the Black Panther Wakanda Forever was that, oh, we need to support this movie because there's a Mexican warrior Maybe. in it. Yeah, yeah so it's like, now you know we we're finally on screen so we all have to go see it even if it's a piece of shit so there's probably something to do with that but is kang really a character that people care for or know they even they'll they'll have everybody know kids will dress up as the numerous kangs um it, it it's going to be pretty bleak i think because there's no way for them I mean, the, here's the thing, though. It doesn't need to be a total disaster of a movie for them to be like, wait a minute, we got to rethink things. Because those Star Wars movies still made money, but they didn't make as much money as they projected. And they kind of went, all right, hold on a second. We have all these spinoff movies. Let's put those on pause and think about what we're doing here. So, like, a moderate success can make it all start to tumble down if it just doesn't reach the levels that they're expecting. Right. So maybe, look, maybe Ant-Man being such a big success right now, like I bet, you know, for an Ant-Man movie, that's probably great or whatever. But if the Marvels or something, which I just learned was a movie that's coming out this year, is they're bringing in a little Pakistani girl and Brie Larson back and somebody else, I don't know. Um, if that doesn't do the numbers that they're expecting it to do, might be might be time to hit the reset button. I don't know. They're still banking on what Deadpool and the X Men and Fantastic Four. They have all these guys ready to go that they're just like biding time on, um, and it sucks. I, I mean, it's still not great. One hundred and five million opening weekend. Depends on what the budget or, is. Um, yeah, they they never release that shit. They and all lie Box about office the Mojo now. used to have it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't know. So it's how, made more money well. internationally. Yeah. You don't you never really know what the actual budget is, especially with the marketing budget factored in. Um, you never know how it performs on streaming. They'll tell you it's the most watched thing of all time, but you know, because we got oh, yeah. away from the FCC and and you know ratings and whatnot and everything is streamed. There's no way to actually measure that outside of in-company statistics, which they share with nobody. Nobody gets to see those except for the people who run Netflix internal. I don't remember even think the shareholders. What, what was it? Ratchet. Ratchet was the most watched show in the history of the oh, most and then watched that, show in history of television. Yeah, and then that chess show with that girl, that the Queen's Gambit or the something like that yep. that's the uh, most watched show more than stranger things and it's like who's believing this <laughs> it's impossible mm. that uh, that show about nurse ratchet that has nothing to do with the actual movies is going to get that big of an audience with that that lady what's her name uh sarah, sarah paulson. paulson yeah yeah R really that's your most watched show in your series she's the most popular ever? star in the history of hollywood don't you know yeah. that yeah ryan murphy kind of benched her he seems over her now. I haven't seen her on anything. She wasn't on the Jeffrey Dahmer show. So yeah. So well, hopefully someone will bench him. Just <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> How much is too much? You know, that's what I always yeah. say when it comes to Ryan Murphy. All right. Wise words. Yeah. Uh, so we do. Yeah. So Caligula is too much for you. Too much in in the graphic sense. It's well. I'm not a. I'm not a prude. I was just kind of no. Bored. Well, this is a, this is a lot. I mean, yeah. Caligula has a lot of sex in it. I was expecting a lot of it, not as much as I because it's half of the movie. Maybe was just is in shots of of that, just like sexual acts and not 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 doing much for the for a story to move forward it's just okay i guess there's another five minutes of people rubbing each other and oh there's malcolm mcdowell and he's gonna say a couple of funny things and oh now we're back to anal you know so it's it's a lot of, like it's it's intercut the story too much for me to care about it that much i'm, I'm kind of curious about the other version that's a, a little shorter where it doesn't have as much you know penis action but the two and a half hours, yeah. At the end of it, I was like, "All right, fucking die already!" Like I knew he was gonna get killed, but it was like, "Okay, let's let's get it, let's get it over with." Uh, and then I was expecting more after his death to celebrate, but that doesn't happen. So that's that's good. <laughs> no, they're Just pretty in and out. It's it's about Caligula. Yeah. You don't get anything else. I would have liked to see, yeah. you know, maybe like a twenty minute sequel short film with that pudgy little little guy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I think you're being a little dramatic and saying it was half the film. I would say it's about a about a quarter of the shots are sex, sure. But they don't do the soft core porn thing of trying to like make that the plot. It's not no. like, well, now I need to go fuck so and so in order to get the information about <laughs> blank. And you have this giant excursion where he's gonna, mm -hmm. you know, dick down somebody. Uh, you don't have that. A lot of it is played like metaphorically where you know, you, he's like going nuts on, on stage or something and you see like someone beating off a, a dude and then when something happens, there's the, the cum shot and, you know, it's yeah. like that kind of thing. It's like so on the nose, so like film school, dirty porn kid. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie. I think this movie is a classic um, and, and should be watched 
but not watched by the wrong crowd. Not the crowd who goes like, oh, wow, we need more of that because we really don't need more of yeah. this movie. I think we're yeah. good. I think Caligula met the met the bar for just about how much you need of this type of film. And nobody did it better. Do you think there's any film that does this better? The, like the what bringing, bringing so, like not even soft, bringing, I mean, how many films are bringing hardcore porn? But just sex into a film. Well, who's the Gaspar Noé? Maybe is the only yeah, one maybe. that still does that. Maybe, type oh, of stuff? you know, you know what I think is the modern equivalent of this is Nymphomaniac. Is Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac? That's the Fair closest enough. thing. Yeah, and that doesn't even go that. Um, There's a double blacking. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's something we don't see in this movie. <laughs> no, uh, you don't see Caligula <laughs> get blacked. Um, we don't there see are... the remorse. You, there's there no are some mores in this movie. You know, you know? Yeah, there are some mores in this movie, but uh, you know, there's nothing special about them. They're just there. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're just watching. Right. <laughs> they're just, yeah, they're just spectating. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think maybe Nymphomaniac is it. Other than that, we don't really need anything else. There's too much. Yeah. And uh, don't make the mistake that uh, Loris did with the uh, Night Lives of wet pussy and watch this before dinner with your family don't i didn't say before dinner i said during dinner i was chowing down on green beans and then all of a sudden there was an exposed clitoris on my screen i said nice wow that's i'm gay now i guess i'm gay that's fucking gross that's a (laughs) gross puss (laughs) Um, yeah it's not it's not a good uh dinner with your parents movie um but yeah, I'd I mean, love to sit down with the family and enjoy a good Caligula. I think I'm I'm happy that I finally watched it because I've been hearing about this movie for so long. But I don't think this is like a, you know something that you rewatch many times. This is not a hey, I'm gonna invite my friends over so we can watch Caligula with drinks. You know? No, I don't think this is one of those fun <laughs> party movies like The Room. Where you're you're yeah. gonna have a a blast? Uh, nah, I I don't think so. I think you watch it once privately, yeah, and that's probably it. If you're gonna watch it again, maybe space it out by about five to ten years, I'd say. Um, so I recommend Caligula. Just know what you're getting into. It is a movie experience, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I I think it's uh, in its own category. Really, it's hard to measure it or. Um, compared to other films. I do think people were being a little unfair in saying this was not not a good or strong movie. I think it it it's very ambitious in what it it's kind of remind kind of reminded me of Peter Greenaway's uh The Cook the Thief, his wife and his lover in the way that it kind of feels like a play at times. Mm. But I mean that one's a much prettier movie but yes so they the, the stages in this were i mean the budget for this movie is crazy considering what the contents of it are where they have these giant like two two floors like play stages where you yeah. have the actors walking around and whatnot that's a pretty good comparison to make um peter greenway i've been watching so much of him lately and his style um people need to get on board they will Anytime we talk about something on this show, it's just a matter of like a year and people catch up. <laughs> Fucking Vincent Gallo, 
that train has run its course into the ground at this point. You know, there's nothing new coming out there. I was talking about Vincent Gallo back in 2019, 2020, and then people finally caught up and he had his moment again. And now he's gone Built, again. And now he's gone again, which is good because now maybe he'll yeah. think a little bit, put something out. We'll see. Maybe if Trump gets back in, he'll drop a new movie to celebrate. He'll be so happy that he'll drop a film. Um, I think Peter Greenaway will have his moment within the next year where people rediscover those movies and go, wow, there's something very different about the staging and the lighting mm -hmm. and the style of these films. And you might see a lot of knockoffs. I took from Peter Greenaway, especially his lighting with Mass Day Lottery. Uh, Cook, the thief, yeah. his wife, and her lover. I always yeah, Mass Day Lottery is coming out when uh, we can get Vince Gallo for it. So for anyone that's I'm holding about... it hostage until we get <laughs> nobody gets to see it until he shoots his part. Uh, yeah. No, uh, that will be I, I've, I've had a lot of inquiries. I've had a lot of random commenters saying, hey, is this a real movie or what? What's the holdup, pal? What's taking so long? Can you imagine and... I flew up there twice just so that we can shoot? Three trailers. Three trailers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very uh, irresponsible, fiscally irresponsible of me to. Now, to in fairness, I'll, I'll tell you what. I know of a well-regarded filmmaker on our level, well, higher than this level of things, who did that, who shot a couple of trailers, put them out, built hype, didn't put anything out. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Eli Roth. Eli, no, he's got Thanksgiving coming out with Patrick Dempsey. Mm -hmm. Why? Yep. Who? What? Patrick Dempsey? <laughs> Dr. McDreamy is going to be in Thanksgiving? All right. I mean, I guess I'll watch it. I like Eli Roth. Yeah, he's fine. What's Renee Zellweger doing, huh? She could be in Thanksgiving. She could be the love interest in Thanksgiving. Why not? She could be a turkey with a face that doesn't move. Mm. All right. I think we're good on Caligula. Is there anything else you want to uh, bring up about the movie or any movie before we close out this evening? Uh, let me see my notes. Uh, a fancy Roman man being gossipy and sassy for two and a half hours. If you're into that, you would enjoy enjoy this. That's, yeah, that's my summary. Okay, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, he is kind of queeny, kind of bitchy throughout <laughs> the movie. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that's that's been Caligula. Um, I'm going to be checking out Old Lucky Man next from Malcolm McDowell's acting filmography because I'm still in a Malcolm McDowell mood. He did a couple of movies with um, this director. I think his name is Lindy Anderson. Lindsay Anderson, excuse me. Uh, like if that was a movie that got him a clockwork orange and oh lucky man has been on my list for a minute it's like some massive two vhs cassette comedy i don't know i don't know what the deal of it is uh the trailer certainly didn't clear up anything as to the one he's wearing like the funny hat oh yeah have you yeah, seen he's it wearing like a white hat no but that image is very familiar i don't think i've seen it but what's the image you're referring to it's not coming to mind for me him with this hat oh yeah i guess so damn he's so young it looks like the flying nurse no the flying the flying what nun. is the nun yeah 
So, yeah, oh, lucky man is is next up for me. What are we gonna do on movies? Jesus Christ! That's one hundred thirty three dollars. Outrageous! Uh, I've been looking for a copy of the hand Park Chan Wook's The Handmaiden because I remember it being like twelve dollars on Amazon for some cheap like direct to Amazon uh, Blu Ray, and now it's one hundred and twenty dollars. It's an outrageous amount of money to watch that movie. After, after Parasite, right? Yeah, all Korean films are a hundred dollars to buy. Sucks. Uh, all right. Well, that has been movies for this week. Thank you guys for joining us on this very special program about Caligula. Maybe we'll do Infinity Pool next week. Uh, still open ended. If you want to pick the next show, next movie on, so okay. we don't have anything immediate lined up. I told like seven people. I said, "Hey, you want to come on movies this month?" I haven't talked to any of them. <laughs> I haven't talked to any <laughs> of them since then. So, Oki. Agitator guys, uh, Ryan from Mutual Aberration Society. Who else is on that list? A couple of other people, probably. Eternal Dillards. All these people I invited and never followed up on. Anthony Cisco. we'll get you on the show soon. Thank you for listening. <laughs>